men come for a variety of different reasons uh you know performance stuff like that it's it's definitely wow. something that could be sorted out you don't want to know in the session that it's been sorted out yet do you you want them to go home and tell you no. rather than <laughs> exactly. you don't want to you don't want to see the physical evidence of that no no exactly you don't know <laughs> today's guest absolutely blows my mind in as close to a literal sense as can be chris hughes is a hypnotist from oxfordshire who once hypnotized over a million people across 130 countries at once or online of course check out social trance for that on youtube uh, and type his name chris hughes followed by hypnotist into google to find his wikipedia page his official website where you can book appointments with him uh, and and his twitter where he's very active uh, Chris has also showcased his modern approach to hypnosis across several BBC channels and other prominent TV stations. And, and what he specialises in is hypnotherapy, which uses hypnosis to help tweak people's subconscious. That's my understanding of it, at least. Um, I can imagine him listening to this back and going, no, no, you've got it wrong, but hopefully that's about right. He'll cure your phobia of spiders. He'll help you quit smoking. He'll help you lose weight. He's a firm believer that, yes, talking is great for talking's sake and can make you feel better, but hypnosis is the real gem that can cut to the root cause, cut to the source. I'm not sure which of those is the right expression and sort you out. Um, I went into this a little bit sort of sceptical or maybe uh, excited as what I saw as theatrics, but he started to win me over to hypnotherapy, which, as he says, is always the last resort. We never think of that as a course of action. I suppose we think of Jafar from Aladdin. Uh, we think of the snake in the jungle book, and it all seems a little, you know, cartoonish. Uh, but Chris has an office on the reputable medical district of Harley Street, and hypnotism is often listed as a potential treatment on the National Health Service website and other dependable sources. I was also interested in speaking to him to understand a little bit more about what I'd experienced with exorcism. I performed an exorcism or helped to perform one for a BBC3 documentary a couple years ago in Argentina. And I found that all the patients, if we can call them that, seemed to be cured of their issues after going through the exorcism. They seemed better. That said, many of them fell back into depression and anxiety and whatever else they were suffering from several months or a year or two later. But it, it really did work for quite some time as some form of placebo or suggestion. I'm not sure. So I was keen to ask Chris about that. So I sent him a link. Uh, which you can find as well on BBC iPlayer or YouTube. Just type Andrew Gold Exorcism and you'll find it. Uh, we'll talk about that and how hypnotism works, how it can help people and the ethics around hypnotists using what they've learned on their children to get them to do their chores. I also asked what pushed him to get into hypnotism, but inexplicably left that bit until the last question. So we're sort of doing it all backwards today. Um, I've got some news. I have a website for the podcast. I've been bleating on about my Twitter and Instagram for months, as you already know, so it's probably tattooed into the recesses of your mind right now. But Gold underscore OK is how you'll find me on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, just type On the Edge with Andrew Gold and you'll find a little Facebook page. Um, and, it, and, it, and that's important because that's where you're going to find the videos, little teasers I, I put out. Like They're like a minute or two long. And if you're not into social media, now you can go to andrewgoldpodcast.com. Pretty easy website name, andrewgoldpodcast.com. And that has a little blog with, you know, I'll, I'll have some thoughts after every episode that I'll write down. And it's got the video teasers, which is particularly important in this episode because the main teaser or trailer is 
Chris performing a light form of hypnosis or something or rather on me, some some sort of example. I, he got me to get a string with a weight on it ready for the interview. So it's actually quite active and important for you to see the video. We've got it on audio, so you'll hear it. But go to andrewgoldpodcast.com or andrewgold underscore okay on the Twitter and the Instagram and all that, and you'll find that little video. But for now, I've just asked Chris, who I'm proud to say has become a bit of a mate since recording this because he's such a nice and helpful guy. But I've just asked him about how hypnotists are faring in COVID times. I'm not as busy as I would have normally been. Um, It's quite difficult to see people at the moment because nobody really wants to spend any time with you in a room. So, so, so anything you kind of do is virtual. Uh, there's, there's a lot of virtual stuff. So, you know, you have somebody lying on a bed and then literally you're, <laughs> you're talking to them via WhatsApp, you know, um, hoping, hoping that you don't get disconnected. Because <laughs> obviously if, if you've hypnotized somebody and they're, and they're lying on their bed and suddenly you lose the connection, you can't just say, hey, <laughs> do, you mind, do you mind ringing me back? <laughs> oh, my God. Does that happen then? Does it cut out sometimes? It, it has happened, but I mean, it's not, it's, it's not the end of the world. I mean, I normally, it's, as long as you tell them beforehand that, you know, if, if I vanish, then you're just going to open your eyes and bring me back, you know. And what if you don't do that? Well, they'll just fall asleep and then, and then you have to try again another time. <laughs> that's quite funny. It's, that's a funny thing, actually, because I've always wondered whenever I've seen a hypnotist like on stage or something on TV, they often do something like they'll talk about, you know, uh, a word's going to enter your mind now. Mm. And everybody in yeah. the audience seems to have the same word, which is amazing. But yeah. I'm at home watching it on TV and I'm not getting that at all. So I was wondering, yeah. does it work through, what, what's the reason that it doesn't work for people at home a lot of the time with that stuff? Well, it, well, it, depends. it depends what you're referring to. If you're referring to to more of a a show Hmm. as in more of a almost a magician yeah i'm thinking Darren brown okay there's there's stuff that isn't on the telly that you don't see what you have to understand is when when you do a show on, on telly you can you can take out the bits that make what happens on the telly look very obvious huh. without without it actually ruining the overall effect that makes sense Okay. Um, so, so there's lots of you know it is it is edited to make it look better, um, which which is why the the stuff you tend to see on telly tends to be far better than perhaps you'd see in a theatre because okay. in a theatre it has to work every time. Whereas if you go out on the street to do something, say say you go out on the street and you want to get somebody to forget their name, you could try it with thirty people, right? And eventually you find one person who will actually do it and will forget their name. And that's the only one that ends up on telly, right? You don't see the 29 times it didn't work. How often does it work? Is it particularly susceptible people? Well, I mean, the first thing is there's no such thing as hypnosis, right? Okay, wow. That's a funny thing for a hypnotist to say. Uh, there's no such thing as hypnosis. As far, as far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing because, because you can't put electrodes on somebody's head and see how much hypnosis they're doing, right? You can't, you can't, I can't stand up in court and say, sorry, I murdered the guy. I was hypnotized by, by my neighbor and just made me do it. You know, you can't do yeah. that. What hypnosis is, is more of a, a set of things that happens. It's, it's, it's kind of like, well, when you do hypnosis, it's like, it's like doing a show. You know, you can't measure the show, but it's made up of lots of pieces. Somebody will sit in a chair, they'll close their eyes, they'll relax, they'll, they'll go into a trance. I mean, the word trance, is, is, is more of a fit. I mean, the word hypnosis comes from the Greek word hypno, which means sleep, right? Yeah. Nobody goes to sleep. 
when they do this anyway. So, so the whole word itself makes absolutely no sense at all. Uh, and, and not only does it just keep people thinking that they're going to go to sleep when actually they're not going to go to sleep. You know, when somebody's dancing around on stage believing they're the best ballerina in the world ever, right? They're not asleep. And when they're sat on a chair and you see them go, go back into a trance, they're in a trance, but they're not asleep. They're still listening to the, the ideas and the commands that are being given to them by nice. the hypnotist who's running the show, right? Everything about it pushes people to believe that they're going to go to sleep, right? But they're not going to go to sleep. And, and, and this, is, this is like a constant battle that, you know, as a hypnotist, you have. You, everybody who's never done it before immediately thinks they're going to sit in the chair and go to sleep. Well, if they're going to go to sleep, I'm going to go down the pub, right? <laughs> I, just, I just, I ain't going to waste my time. There's no point, you know? Um, so hypnosis is more like, it's more like, it's more like a trancey state. Um, so I mean, if you've ever, if you've ever stared out of a window at something really nice and just kind of just got lost in it and yeah. somebody says like, you say, sorry, I was miles away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're in a trance. You're, you're effectively doing what is known as the hypnotic state, that kind of trancey state. Right. Yeah. So what's happening is, is that part of your mind that, is is open to suggest suggestion is is kind of like listening but your your conscious mind is maybe thinking about what you're going to do at the weekend or you know uh it's it's a bit like when you're in a really boring meeting right you find a little spot on the wall and you just stare at it and then half an hour later you've got no idea what anybody said yeah yeah <laughs> because you've kind of just zoned out right you completely zoned out but you're you're essentially in a state of trance. You're 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 you know you are in this this world of the hypnotic. Sort of right. So shouldn't in that scenario, this sort of subconscious you have actually heard what they were saying the whole time in the yeah. in the meeting? How the only way over over the god 10, 15 years that I've been doing this, the only conclusion I can come to is that your subconscious mind sits in the back and it listens to every single thing that is said to you. And then consciously, you also consciously are listening to the stuff as well. Right. Um, but the thing is, your subconscious mind will make its own mind up about what you've heard. For example, somebody says something negative about you, right? Negative suggestions. We don't have any defense against a negative suggestion at all. If somebody says something negative about you, your subconscious mind will accept it as being completely true. Hmm. even if you know consciously it's not if you had somebody say you know what you're a bloody idiot you can swear if you want <laughs> you'll spend two days going i'm not an idiot i know i'm not an idiot and uh, they're an idiot and, and they don't know what they're talking about and blah 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 because what happens is your subconscious mind accepts it because it's negative and starts to make you feel crap about it right Mm. And then you then have to fight against what your subconscious mind is, 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 is making you feel by trying to give it a positive suggestion to make you feel better about it by explaining that actually the reason you're feeling now isn't, isn't correct because what they said isn't true. But your subconscious mind does, doesn't care whether it's true. It just cares that it was negative and has immediately accepted it. If you ever tell a woman something negative, you will not hear the end of it. It doesn't matter whether it could be the smallest little thing, it, it, it'll bounce around for days. And it's the same with men. It's, you know, it's the reason why a young girl at the age of 11 will start secondary school and on her first day, somebody will tell her she's fat and ugly and by the time she's 14, she's got an eating disorder. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with her. It was the fact it was a negative suggestion. 
Right. And that's the problem. We have no defense against negative suggestions, which is why negative stuff on social media doesn't matter whether this troll is talking complete rubbish. Your subconscious will accept it as being completely true right. and you will drive yourself mad about it. Wow. I suppose that also works with comparison and stuff to other people. So not, not something negative about you, but something positive that other people can sometimes make us feel uh, you know, not as good or that kind of thing. It can do, but again, it depends on how your subconscious mind wants to react to it. The thing is, we don't have, you know, I, I don't want to make this too much about mental health, but the point is you know, that, that as a hypnotherapist, that's all I kind of deal with. But, but, but the issue is, is that, you know, you have no control over what your yeah. subconscious does and how it, how it wants to make you feel. I mean, I met, I met a lady of, a couple of years ago who had a phobia of tortoises, right? And you think, how the hell? you get a phobia of tortoises you know how does this how does this even happen right at primary school they had a classroom tortoise right and one of the girls picked it up and chased her around the playing field uh. with it, right that made her feel scared and her subconscious mind went right from now on we ain't doing tortoises right if you look at one you go near one you even see a picture of one i'm going to make you feel so horrible that you're just going to run away from it right the thing is she didn't consciously decide that that was that was consciously done by her subconscious, and then she obviously then spends the rest of her life thinking, "I'm an idiot. I know they're not going to chase me. <laughs> I know they're not going to attack me, but I just can't do anything about it." And that's mm. and that's that's what happens with stuff like this. It's not something you make a decision about. And the other issue is, of course, is that talking about these problems over and over and over again makes absolutely no difference because what people are telling you is a positive suggestion and your subconscious mind won't listen to positive suggestions at all it's a bit like why when well if, you, if you've got a friend and they've got a problem you can sit down with them you can tell them all the things they need to do to make their life brilliant and they'll go yeah 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 and then they'll do none of it yeah <laughs> because it's all positive right so your job is to sort of, you go into the subconscious, is that right? It's kind of like that. It's more the fact that when somebody is in this trancey state, the part of their mind that stops them from accepting positive suggestions mm. is bypassed. It's like giving it 50 quid and sending it down the pub, right? It's just yeah. not there anymore, right? Which means that when you give them a positive suggestion, for example, tomorrow you're going to wake up and instead of desiring a cigarette, you're just going to have a nice glass of coffee, you know? Maybe that's maybe that's a, that's a positive suggestion. But the thing is, because that part of their mind is bypassed, they then have the ability to accept it. And once they accept it, then that becomes the norm for their subconscious, right? So, so the next day they wake up in the morning and they go, well, shall I have a cigarette? And their subconscious goes, well, no, because we're on a cigarette, we have a glass of we have a glass of water or a cup of coffee. Does it work all the time for people? You'll always meet people who said, Oh, I had a go at it and it didn't work, right? Hmm. And the reason it didn't work is because they weren't in a state of trance, right? Okay. A lot of hypnotherapists do not take the time to ensure that this person is in a, is in a hypnotized state. They're in a trance, okay. right? A lot of them, you'll go in, they'll have a chat with you, they'll put you in the chair, they'll close their eyes, they'll get on with it, they'll say all this stuff, and that person is actually just sat there with their eyes closed. They haven't gone anywhere. They're not okay. in a trance. They feel too imp impolite to say anything. Yeah, they won't say anything. They won't say, oh, uh, you know, all, all they'll do is at the end go, that was great, thank you, pay the money, walk out and tell everybody it was a total waste of time, right? Yeah. 
so so what i tend to do whenever i do a hypnotherapy session my consultation lasts an hour uh and if i can't stick their hands together make them forget their name you know glue their hand to their leg yeah you know <laughs> because because it because 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 it, 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 if they're accepting those sort of suggestions then obviously they're hypnotized right they're in a state of trance right yeah yeah so and if you get that bit right then it just becomes a tool right for them to use to accept positive suggestion that's all it is so all those little conversations you have with yourself you know god i wish i wish i'd stop doing that and i wish you know because yeah. the thing is you're telling yourself to do these things but your subconscious mind isn't interested it's not listening because because you're telling yourself something positive right yeah and we can't accept positive suggestion but you see when you're in that state you can accept any positive suggestion you want and that's and that's the beauty of it you know it's 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 not magic it's literally just one in my opinion it's one of the most underutilized tools that we have to enable people to change in a positive way and mm -hmm. the results can be absolutely life changing they can they can just change overnight you know it's not magic you deal with phobias uh smoking habits weight loss is a big one or people feel yeah. overeating they are the main things i mean it's like yeah. weight loss is always a really interesting one because because people people like turn up and they they kind of expect you to suddenly have this magic wand to make them thin right yeah you know i don't need to tell a, an overweight person somebody who's obese i don't need to tell them what to do to lose weight right most of them know more about losing weight than me because they've made a lifetime out of this. You know, they've, they've yo-yoed all over the place. They've, they've done all this sort of stuff. And you see, the issue is, is that when you, when you, for example, do Weight Watchers, what Weight Watchers does is that gives you a set of, set of like conditions. It gives you a set of rules to follow, right? You can only eat this. You can only eat this, blah, blah, blah. And as long as you follow those rules, you lose weight, right? Yeah. As soon as you stop doing Weight Watchers, then what happens is obviously um, you go back to behaving how you you always behave, yeah. which is when somebody brings cakes in on a Friday afternoon in the office, you tend to always have one. That's because that's what you do, right? That's, that's who you are. Yeah. So everything I do is about changing your core programming so that you don't need the willpower anymore because you only need willpower to go against what your subconscious mind is telling you to do. If your subconscious mind is telling you it's nine o'clock in the morning and you need to have a cigarette, the only way you can stop yourself from doing that is to use willpower, right? Yeah. But if your subconscious mind isn't telling you anymore to have a cigarette at nine o'clock, then you don't need willpower anymore. You just, you just don't have a cigarette. How often would you have to see that person? Is it just a one-off? You only have to stop smoking once. Yeah. You see them once and that can last a lifetime. I, I normally see them once and, and, smokers tend to i mean they they may come back for a little top up in like six months just uh you know but, but most of them most of them don't come back because they start smoking they come back because they they just feel that it won't it, it's not really going to harm they just want to just just have this stuff sort of sort of okay. hammered into their head again yeah? what about do people come to you with like intrusive thoughts they want to get rid of or what about uh or, or sexuality things as well yeah, I mean, men. Yeah, men come for a variety of uh, sure. different reasons. Uh, yeah. You know, performance stuff like that. 
Well, yeah, do people, I mean, people must you know. come to you with like a erection dysfunction and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends if it's physical, if it's, if it's a mental thing, then, then yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something that could be sorted out. If it's a physical wow. thing, then it's, then it's more different. But... You don't want to know in the session that it's been sorted out yet, do you? You want them to go home and tell you no. rather than, <laughs> exactly. you don't want to, you don't want to see the physical evidence of that in your. No, no, exactly. You don't know. They <laughs> <laughs> still hope for the best, but it sounds fantastic. All it is, is a tool that enables you to accept positive suggestion. So changing in a positive way, like getting up early and being more motivated and not being depressed and, sure. um, you know, wanting to meet people and having more confidence. These are all positive things, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we can talk about this stuff over and over again, right? But it doesn't make a difference because, because you know all this stuff. You know, somebody who isn't confident, no, they know they want to be confident, right? They know what they want to do. They know they want to go out. They know they want to do this and that. That's not the issue. They don't need somebody telling them what to do. Yeah. They need the ability to be able to accept the ideas. And once you accept them subconsciously, then then it's easy. You know, it's like, yeah. well, I'm just going to do it, you know, and, and, and it does make a huge difference. I had a, a guy a couple of weeks ago who had uh, James McMahon, who's a music journalist, and he has terrible, terrible OCD. Mm. Uh, with intrusive yeah. thoughts is the main thing. I mean, yeah. should, should I suggest to him that he get in touch with you or something? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, OCD is, is a lot of the time, it's, 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 they're almost like little mini habits. They're little behaviors that you have to do, right? Okay. I mean, I, mean I've, I met a woman a few years ago who, who every time she went to bed, she would have to literally go and touch the top of every single switch in our house, right? Mm. So she'd literally go around and just... Yeah. Just you wouldn't just touch just touch them all, uh, and then it, it would take her about I think it would take her about twenty minutes to do the entire house. And then she'd go to yeah. bed, and then she realised she'd forgotten a glass of water. So she'd go downstairs and get a glass of water. The whole and she'd routine do it all again. again. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that. I used to have a thing like that as well. I did it as something yeah. like that as a teenager. But what happens is, is your subconscious mind is going, "We have to do this. We have to do this." Consciously, mm. she's going, "I don't want to do this. I want to go to bed." <laughs> Yeah, but but it, but your subconscious mind is going. You know, if you don't do this, I'm gonna let you sleep. You know, you've got to do this, and and you're a slave to these crazy, ridiculous yeah. things that your subconscious mind comes up to. Uh, you know, comes up with, uh, and unfortunately, talking about it over and over again is a bit like having somebody with a broken leg repeatedly throwing them down a set of stairs. Yeah, have them understand they've got a broken leg, right? Yeah, you know that's that's the issue. The issue we have. It's all right saying. Talk to people, talk to your friends about your mental health problems. I mean, you are talking about them because you understand you have the problem, right? And you're, yeah. and you're telling your friends. And by telling your friends, you feel better about the fact that you have the problem. But what it doesn't do is sort the problem out, mm. right? You know, and, and, and statements like, it's okay to not be okay. Well, okay, it's okay, but it's not right. Yeah, it's not ideal. So, 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 so let's not let's not suggest that it's okay to just continue your life not being okay. That's yeah. that's not the solution. You're saying, come see me. Let's sort this out. Go and see any good hypnotherapist. There, there are plenty in England. That, you know, make sure if you go to a hypnotherapist, you go to somebody who's at least can give you a referral. So, you yeah. know, not you know, do your research. Make make sure it's somebody who who is good. You know, they're not all the same. Not yeah. all hypnotherapists are the same. Some hypnotists are good, some are bad. You know, it's just the way of the world. It's not like going yeah. to see a dentist. You you get the same treatment. It doesn't matter where you go, right? Yeah. Um, I went to I went to see um, an exorcist a couple of years ago. 
yeah, yeah. I watched the video, by the way. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I, I I did watch the video. Oh, great! Did you enjoy it? Entertaining? Yeah, it was it was interesting. <laughs> I must admit. I mean, the woman did look like she was having a seizure. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask uh, that. I mean, yeah, what's your what are you what are your thoughts on on that? Because because what I'd say is, so they got everyone he exercised seemed to feel a lot better. Uh, which yeah. and I went to speak to their psychiatrist. I'm really interested in speaking to a hypnotherapist about this. That's that's mm. one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you because mm. I spoke to the psychiatrist who actually had some of these women in in his care, um, and he he said it's you know suggestion and placebo and things, and in the long run it will be bad for them. Uh, where do you stand on that? Well, well, my view on it is what I like to say is is the number one rule of the mind, right? Which is what the mind expects to happen is normally realized, right? If you expect to feel a certain way, you will make yourself feel that way. If, if somebody invites you to a party and you've already decided you're going to have a shit time when you go, do you know what? You're going to, you're going to turn up and have an absolute shit time because that's yeah. what you expected to happen, right? My, my girlfriend does that with movies. She's like, yeah. I, don't like I don't like this movie. The credits haven't yeah, even exactly. finished. Yeah, I, I know. And, and, and you'll sit and you'll sit there and just look completely unimpressed. Hasn't yeah. even started, hasn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. We've all we've we've all been there. Yeah. Um, it's just just one of those things. But it's mental expectation. Yeah. One of the classic things, just to go slightly off topic, slightly. Um, one of the classic things that that that, that happens with men is we have this thing uh, with urinals, right? Only has to happen once, where somebody stands next to you and you can't go to the toilet. I can never go. The next time, the next time you go in, yeah, yeah, your mental expectation is as soon as somebody stands next to you, yeah, it's it's completely not happening. I've and not I've not urinated next to someone since I was about six. Because at one time somebody yeah. stood next to you and you couldn't go, and yeah. your mental expectation now is that that yeah exactly, and and it's one of those things. It's 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 something that happens to everybody. It only has to happen once, right? And then, and then literally for the rest of your life, you just can't do it because that's mental expectation. So th- if these people are going in, you know, these people are going into this whole this whole religious environment. They've they've watched videos. They've seen it done before. They know how these people react. They know how they they convulse on the floor. Yeah. They've they've already decided in their head exactly what's going to happen when I am exercised. You know. Man, it was so crazy to be there. It was scary because I just thought, wow, these people are having mental breakdowns because I don't believe obviously anything paranormal mm. is just out of the question. So it's just they're having a mental breakdown in front of me. Do you think, I mean, because also we didn't show, it was only two minutes in the video, but in real life we were there for an hour of of working them into a trance, I think, yeah. a kind of trance. Is it a similar kind of trance, do you think? Exactly. Going to, no, yeah. it's no different. All, all they're doing is they're, they're wrapping their conscious mind around an idea and then, and then once hmm. their conscious mind is is called almost out of the way, they're then implanting suggestions into their subconscious mind, and then their subconscious mind to carry them out. As I said, it's no different to me hypnotizing you on a stage show and turning you into the best ballerina in the world ever, right? As soon as you hear this piece of music, you'll be dancing around going, I have no idea why I'm doing this, but it feels completely right to do it. Wow. That's the only way you can kind of describe it. You could argue it's, then that exorcism is a good thing because I think it will, although I don't know how long that necessarily lasts. The psychiatrist didn't think it would last long term, but these people were definitely better for the first few months. They, you they, know what? It, yeah. really, it really doesn't matter in my, in, in, in my view now. I, I used to be a bit, bit funny about stuff like that, but now I'm kind of like, 
it doesn't matter how you bypass this part of your mind that stops you from accepting positive suggestion, right? You can do it with crystal therapy. You know, yeah. if you if you believe that these crystals are going to give you more confidence and you come out of there feeling absolutely brilliant, what's the harm in it? Yeah. No harm at all. If, if, wish, if it works for somebody, then that's a good thing, right? I wish I believed more in that kind of stuff, the paranormal or whatever, because it'd be easy to sort of trick my head mm. into... You know, because I've you got you've asked me to sort of put together a string and with something, and I'm scared yeah. about what you're going to suggest because I think, and I'm also I'm scared for two reasons. In case you're going to try and do some hypnotism on me, no, one no. is I'm, I'm scared it. No, okay, <laughs> I would always be scared that it wouldn't work because it would just be embarrassing for everyone, you know. And so I'd be my I'd be in my own head. I wouldn't be suggestible because I'd be going, oh God, what if this doesn't work? Or and the other thing is I'm just the idea of it scares the hell out of me that I'm not going to know what I'm doing and I could not be able to move my hands apart or whatever. But you see, these, these are all just the classic, the classic problems that we have to deal with because you're actually more in control. I, I would have thought when you're in a state of trance than you are, you know, in, 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 in kind of normal life, you know, I yeah. mean, yes, you are open to suggestion, but, but ultimately, you know, your subconscious mind will only do what it wants. Well, that's scary. Yeah, 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 but but um, it it it's it's strange. I suppose it's strange when you think about the idea of your subconscious mind really just doing what it feels is correct versus <laughs> yeah. what you think is correct, right? What if I say I want to fuck a chair or something? Well, as long as your subconscious mind has no trouble with that, right? <laughs> yeah, but everyone around me would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's it is just one of those things. You don't really yeah. know what your subconscious mind is capable of doing. I mean, the question people always ask is something like, you know, could you get somebody to kill somebody, right? Mm. So ask you, what do you think? Do you think you get somebody to kill somebody? I think that if I'm entirely honest, and I try to be honest on this podcast, because what's no. the point in life otherwise? I Would it be that? I always wonder, would I push a button if it meant someone I really don't like? Everyone always says, don't wish death on them. And I don't think that I'm yeah. any less or more nice than nice or less nice than, than other people. But I just think someone I really dislike and it's like, it's not going to affect anyone else. It's not going to bother anyone else. You just push a button and they're just sort of gone forever. I think more people than are willing to admit would just sort of uh, push the button. Nobody knows about it. And the only reason you don't is because you've got a thing in your head going, no, I shouldn't. I've learned that I shouldn't. But that's different between you. Yeah, but okay, if, if I said to you, you know, could you hypnotize somebody to, to, to get a gun and, and yeah. walk into somebody's house and shoot them? Well, again, I don't want to. I don't want to bring up Darren Brown too much because you're probably tired of hearing about Darren Brown all the time. As, as... Well, 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 no, not, not not really. I mean, any anything that brings hypnosis to the public has yeah. got to be a good thing. But I think the problem is 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 there's there's a line between the TV world, yeah, and and what's real. Because yeah. his shows, he yeah. does do exactly those things you're saying. You know, he gets people to to push someone off of a cliff or whatever. Yeah, but he also he also advertises to his entire following who are all massive fans of Darren Brown and says, Hey, I'm doing a show. Do you want to get involved? And quite frankly, anybody who gets involved in a Darren Brown show knows damn well that he's not going to get them to actually kill somebody. So, yeah. so you kind of go in with this, this almost safety blanket knowing that, well, I sh I'm part of a Darren Brown show. I know, I know, I know I might end up doing something that feels completely wrong. But... You think they sort of have in the back of their minds, they know because it's months later, isn't it? Have you watched those like uh, on the Netflix I've, things? Yeah. I've, 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 I've seen quite a few of them, but mm. um, you know, all, all I'm saying is, is it's not, it's not quite what it appears. As you're saying, there are bits of it that are not as it seems and stuff. Is that, is that, does that stress you out a bit or, or not? 
Well, it just, it just, I suppose the issue is, is when stuff's just not explained. So, mm. so stuff happens and then it's not explained. And, and people then come up with their own ideas. You know, it, it, hypnosis can really be presented in a way, especially on shows like that, that it's it's completely controlled, right? And this person is is being controlled and manipulated by somebody else, right? That's not really the case. Okay. But all it does is it makes people scared of hypnosis, which then makes which which effectively takes away the whole hypnotherapy thing, which could actually change their life, right? Okay, that's so, interesting. So it's just a bit of a problem because you're always fighting against, you know, I, I know people who've literally had my number on the fridge for three, four years, and it took them that long to actually get to a state that was mm. so bad that they actually thought they'd, you know, oh, it's the last resort now. I'm just going to have to go and give them a ring and see what happens. They need a hypno hypnotherapist to, to help them see a hypnotherapist. We're always... Hypnotherapist always, we're always last resort. Last resort. It's like we've done everything. Oh, my, my daughter's done 12, 12 weeks of cognitive behavioral therapy. She's fed up with it. She's not getting anywhere. We've done this. We've done that. We've done everything the NHS will, 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 will throw at us. And we just thought we'd just give it a go and see what happens. And then literally you, I can work with an individual and in, in two weeks she can literally be on the way to becoming so much a better person and in such a short amount of time. Do you have to be a suggestible kind of person for it to work? I mean, The Exorcist, for example, these were obviously very suggestible people who were into it. And as you were saying before, you could talk to 30 people and nothing will happen in one. Suggestibility is not a choice. You know, you are either... I, I honestly believe you are born... You are born on like a suggestibility scale. You're either really suggestible or you're not, Yeah. you know? And I mean, I've had people come to see me who have literally gone, I don't really think this is going to work for me. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to be hypnotized or do any sort of level of trance or, and then before you know it, they are the best person you've ever worked with. I oh, see so you, you, you say you could, you could actually work with anyone as long as they get in the right state yeah. of mind. Anybody can, anybody can get themselves into this state. It's, mm. it's, it's a volunteer sport at the end of the day, you know, you know, you choose to do it or you choose not to do it. It's, it's yeah. not, it's, it's not a control element. You know, I mean, I mean, God, I could go and sort Trump out if it was like that. I could just, I could just jump on a plane and go and just snap my fingers <laughs> and away you go, you know? Yeah. So you go up to someone, right? I've seen a video of this and you just put, you sort of put your hand on them and you go, right, you, yeah. you can't remember your name. What's yeah. going on? So, so what you can't see is what happened before, which ah. is the, which is the induction to actually get them into the state on, on television. It's always started after that bit's been done. Oh, you're kidding. Right? That, I didn't yeah. know that. I had yeah. no idea. But, so Darren Brown's running up to people and putting his, he just puts his hand on them and then they go, like yeah. they're gone. So, so that's, so, so that, that, that's a re-induction. So what you're doing is you're putting them back into hypnosis. There are people in my village that if I bump into them in the co-op, I can just snap my fingers and stick them back under. And I've probably been able to do that for seven or eight years, but only oh. because eight years ago I did the hypnosis stuff with them and gave them the suggestion, which was that when I snap my fingers, this will happen. Right. So you have to do that bit first in order for it to then happen. Because wow. it seems like they're just coming up from the audience and they've not seen him before and then he just sort of snaps his fingers. Well, it depends. It, again, it depends on the context, right? Mm -hmm. um, if it's a show and you've got 700, 800,000 people watching the show, right? 
if 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 you get pulled up on stage and somebody tells you to close your eyes and sleep, yeah. then you're going to do it, right? You're going to do yeah. it for one reason because you don't look like an idiot. Yeah. Two, you're on stage with somebody you really like, and you quite frankly you're pretty much going to do anything they tell you to do anyway. Two. When you said close your eyes and sleep, I panicked for a second. I thought yeah. I was going to start nodding off. Why would you? It doesn't make any sense. Because we're talking about it and I, yeah, I don't know. I've just, I, I'm too used to that sort of, I suppppose what you're talking about is, is, is this TV showy side of hypnotism that isn't necessarily that real. Oh no, no, it's real, but it's just not the whole, again, it's not the whole story. So, yeah. so if I put somebody in a chair and I ask them to relax, I can use relaxation uh, and, and concentration and imagination to get them into this state where their subconscious mind is open to suggestion, right? Okay. I then give them a suggestion that when I snap my fingers and I say the word sleep, your eyes are instantly going to close and you're going to go straight back into this lovely relaxed place that you're in now, right? Right, yeah. So then you see next time they open their eyes, when I then say the word sleep and snap my fingers, they're going to do what I've told them to do as a suggestion, right? See what I mean? It's a re-induction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just no. on telly. You don't see the whole the whole story. That's the, that's the thing. So you couldn't get someone to murder someone, probably, but presumably, do you have it? Yes, slow- you could. Oh, you could. Oh, go on. Look, yeah, we didn't continue that. That, that no, we didn't. Thread, did we? You, you, you could, but you could only get them to do it if they wanted to do it. So, <laughs> for example, there was a there was a guy I met a few years ago. He'd been inside. Uh, he was inside because. He was abused as a child by his neighbor. Uh, a guy called Andy or something like that used to come around and babysit when his mum used to go and work uh, at the local Tesco's. And he used to abuse him. And this caused a huge amount of anger. Uh, and his life then completely went off the rails. He ended up then going inside. He went inside into a, you know, a young offender's place for, for a couple of years, I think he was in there for. Uh, for, for, for a violent outburst or something. And I said to him, I said, while you were in there, what did you do? And he said, well, I just spent my time thinking about what I'm going to do to this man the next time I see him. And he mm. then went on to tell me that if he ever saw this man, he would kill him on the spot and he would quite happily do that and he would go back to prison uh, and there's nobody on this planet who would stop him from doing that. So let's say I hypnotised you, right? Yeah. And, and I, I hypnotised this guy and I tell this guy, so when he opens his eyes and looks at you, he's going to see this guy. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> What's he going to do? Uh, he's probably going to kill you, isn't he? Shit. Yeah. You see what I mean? So, so what you're doing is you're not, you're not getting somebody to do what they don't want to do. You're yeah. effectively manipulating them based on what they want to do and their past experiences to your advantage. What about terrorists? Is that, that's made me think of terrorism. Is that a similar thing? Yeah, it's 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 no different to Trump, isn't it? It's 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 it is suggestion. It's 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 long rallies of talking and suggestions over and over and over again. Do you think Trump is a form of hypnotist? Is the way he speaks? Oh, I've, I've, I, a lot of the stuff is is hypnosis based. I I I mean, I think I don't think there's ever been a um, a president that hasn't involved a hypnotist at some point in order to make sure that what they're saying is is being accepted by the subconscious because remember whenever you're listening whenever they're listening to somebody talk their subconscious mind is listening to everything going on and what your aim is to get the ideas that you're giving them embedded into their subconscious right mm-hmm. 
Is that true then? Is that no, a known fact that they use hypnotists to ask about subconscious yeah, things? I, I think I think there is there are certain yeah there, there are certain articles out there that, that that will claim that that was the case. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever going to really you know come out and say, hey, this is my this is my hypnotherapist. <laughs> this, this this is my local hypnotist that, that, that helped me win the election. You know, it's not it's not something openly talked about. Do you think, is it like the way he uses his hands a bit and and his humor? He uses a lot of humor. Is that what yeah, it is? I mean, there's all sorts of things. If if somebody, so for example, there's there's a great little technique called anchoring. I don't know whether you've come across that, but say for example, um, you want somebody to feel really good when you want them to feel good, right? Because hmm. obviously that that could be like really beneficial to you, like. If you want to do something, you want to make them feel good about doing it, right? Uh, so you can kind of manipulate them into doing it. So what you do is, is I mean, I mean, I I kind of do it automatically all the time now, and I have done for years. Which is, if I'm ever with somebody and they start laughing hysterically, uh, and just get very very happy and excited about something, like a joke or something or something funny that's happened, just touch them on the shoulder, right? And what happens is you anchor that 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 emotional feeling of feeling really good to you touching them on the shoulder, which oh basically means that whenever whenever you meet somebody who you've already done it to, you can say, hey, hey, how do you how do you feel about maybe going down the pub tonight? And just tap them on the shoulder, and instantly they're feeling really good about this. They don't really understand why, but but if you do it enough, you can just start anchoring these little these wow. these little touches into feelings, and then you can start to push people you know, in the direction you want them to go in. Sales guys do it all the time. They'll they'll crack a joke, make you feel good about it, touch you on the shoulder. Then they'll ask you what you think about the car and touch you on the shoulder. And and what you're doing is you're pulling these feelings together. You're anchoring them all together in order to get the response you want to the question that you give them. Right? That's so interesting to me that you, you say that because I'm trying to think that. I always try and think, who do I know who does that? I got a friend called David, and I don't mind mentioning it. He'll know who he is if he listens to this. And he he's so popular. He's like the most popular guy I've ever met. And he's a lovely guy. There's no reason why not. And I'm just remembering, he definitely, he touches a lot. He's very handsy. He does a lot of touching uh when he like says hello to you and you're in a good i'm, I'm sure it's subcon i don't think he's a manipulative mastermind no but he's probably found but you see he's probably found that by doing this he, he ends up making feel people feel good yeah and, and it's kind of almost become a something you automatically do you know hi wow. how are you you know quick touch on the shoulder you know david <laughs> you jammy bastard um <laughs> hey it's andrew if you're enjoying Heretics, there's another podcast I want to recommend to you, especially if climate change, global conflicts and an upcoming election are making you feel like we're on the brink of disaster. What Could Go Right is hosted by Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and executive director Emma Varvalukas. On What Could Go Right, the hosts sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues without resorting to pessimism or despair that we hear so often. Instead, they look back at how far society has come and look forward at what it will take to achieve an even brighter future. Is progress on the way? They may not have all the answers, but on what could go right, they're asking the key questions. Tune in to hear interviews with upcoming guests like writer Coleman Hughes, CNN host Fareed Zakaria, and economist Alison Schrager. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, join them every Wednesday on What Could Go Right, available wherever you get your podcasts. So what was I going to ask? Yeah, why did you want me to do the string thing? 
because I wanted to just I I, I want to give you something. I, I want you to kind of understand what I'm banging yeah. on about, especially when it comes to suggestions. What have okay. you made? Well, okay, so I'm really bad at making so I've got a few different options. At the moment, I've got a string that's from like a, a shoe, and it's got a the back light of my bike. That's pretty good. That's, that's and if, good. if you want, I can turn it on, and it can either do this. <laughs> Is that even better, or just straight? It doesn't need a flash. It's fine. Or just off. <laughs> Just off this time. I like that. Is that okay? But but before we do this, what are we gonna do? Put it down a second. Okay. When you were a little boy, what did you used to play with? That's not a rude question. <laughs> I used to play with Thomas the Tank Engine little toys. Okay, but you had an imagination, right? That's yeah. the point, right? Yeah. You see, your subconscious mind can't tell the difference between something you imagine and something that's real, right? Mm. And when I tell people that, they go, right, really? Yeah, sure, sure, it can't. Well. I can prove it. And the, the reason I can prove it is if you've got somebody who's got a phobia of spiders, right? Yeah. And you ask them to close their eyes and yeah. imagine a huge spider's crawling up their leg, <laughs> they will freak out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but when you think, but if you think about it logically, they know consciously there is no spider on their leg, right? So, so if you know there's no spider there, why are you freaking out? Well, you're freaking out because your subconscious thought that what you imagined was happening hmm. right this is why 50 shades of gray is so popular with women right. because you read it you imagine it yeah. it makes you feel good right sure you think about these things yeah and and it's it's the, it was the same with men you know we used to have stories on the back pages of those dodgy magazines you used to find lying around you know yeah, 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 and it was the same thing. You you read the story, and your imagination starts thinking about what's happening in the story, and thinks it's actually happening, and it makes you feel good, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's no different. So, so the point is, your imagination can't tell the difference between something that's real and something that's not real, right? And, and I'm going to use this piece of string in order for you to kind of understand this, right? So okay. this isn't about me. This is about you. Okay, right? I'm nervous. So. <laughs> Don't be nervous because it's just this is just about you. So what I want you to do is I want you to fire up that imagination of okay. yours. I want you to really use that imagination, right? Now, in a minute, I'm going to ask you to hold it up, but I don't want you to try and move it because trying to move it is doing something consciously, isn't it, right? But don't try not to move it okay? because trying not to move it is also consciously doing something. You know that feeling that I said where you stare out of the window at something like really cool and you yeah. just kind of just drift off? That's kind of what I want you to do with this. Okay. So I want you to hold it up in front of you like that. For okay. Me. Spit. Right? Yeah. That's good. wonderful. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Right? And I want you to stare at the uh, the weight on the end, right? And just stare at the weight, right? And again, don't try and move it. Don't try not to move it. But I just want you to stare at that weight on the end, right? And as you stare at it, I want you to just use that imagination of yours. And I want you to imagine it's swinging left and right. And just imagine it's going left and right, left and right, left and right. Just imagine it starts getting bigger and bigger, left and right, <laughs> left and right. And then ask it to stop, right? Yeah. So what happens is, is... So, you're laughing because consciously you're going, well, <laughs> I'm not moving it, but your subconscious mind is moving it because you're imagining it's happening, right? Yeah. And and that's the weird thing about this is that when you imagine something, your subconscious mind can make what you imagine happen. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and that's the way. So hold it up again. Yeah. 
do the same thing. And, and this, this is always really good with people who are creative because creativity and imagination are all sort of linked together. But if you stare at that now, and again, just imagine, imagine it's swinging left and right. And just see it going left and right, left and right, left and right. And just imagine it's just getting bigger and bigger. It's just swinging left and right, left and right, left and right. Now imagine it starts to go around around in circles. And then just imagine it starts to make a little circle. And just imagine that circle just starts to get bigger. <laughs> And bigger and bigger. Yeah. Are you laughing? Because, but, but you see, the weird thing is about it is that yeah. you're not consciously doing it. You're subconsciously doing it, but I'm giving your subconscious a suggestion. So yeah. I'm telling you to imagine it's going left and right. You're imagining it, and then your subconscious mind is moving your hand outside of your conscious awareness in order oh. to make what you imagine happen. Man, that's really like crazy. But But the point I'm trying to make is that you can't blame yourself for the way you feel on a daily basis in life. It's not a decision you can make. It's, it's whatever has happened in your life, whatever things have happened, your subconscious mind decides how you feel, what you do, yeah. what you like, what you don't like, who you don't like, who you want to stay with. There's nothing consciously you can do about that. You, you live your life consciously around the parameters of what your subconscious mind says you can and you can't do. Man. And and this is why we end up with people who have, they have problems. They have mental issues. They have mental health problems. They Maybe they've been on Twitter and they've had a load of terrible messages and it affects them because their subconscious mind will suck all that negative uh, suggestions in make them feel like absolute crap about it and then they have to fight every single day just to get through the day because there's nothing they can do about it and you know what talking about it talking about it yeah yeah i mean yeah you can talk about it you can talk about talk, talk to your friends about it and while you're talking about it you might feel a little bit better but as yeah. soon as you stop talking about it you're going to go back to feeling exactly the same way would that have happened? What happened with me? Well, the first question is what, so I was definitely then move, I was wondering if it was my mind playing tricks because of what you'd said, but I was then moving it left and right. Like you had asked. Your subconscious mind is moving your hand based on the okay. suggestion. And you that could I'm see it. Giving you. Yeah. Okay. You could see it. Yeah. Well, well, you can watch it back afterwards, but you can actually see, <laughs> you can see it. start swinging more and more, you know, and, and that's, that's, crazy. that's the thing. Cause I, I, I made an effort in both senses. Cause I, you know, of course I, I'm, I imagine, I, I, is it right that if I had really resisted, if I'd gone, I'm not going to do what he wants, he wants me to move it, then maybe it wouldn't have worked. But that's not resisting. That's you doing something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I said. If, if you're consciously not doing anything, then your subconscious mind can take over and do what the hell it wants. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. If you're, if you're holding it going, it's not going to move. It's not going to move. It's not going to move. You are consciously keeping it still. Nothing's going to happen. Right. Yeah. But if you just stare at it and just imagine you're in the most boring meeting in the world ever, <laughs> it will just happen because your subconscious mind can, will then start to move your hand to make what you imagine happen. So I'm going to ask you so a couple of things that you did. So one of them was you said oh, it's good with creative people. Is that because people want to believe they're creative? So you tell them that so they feel in a relaxed, happy state. It's like a compliment. No, I think no, what I mean is to, when you're creative, you have good imagination, right? So you won't say that wasn't part of the... No, of the, not at all. No, not okay. At all. And then uh, why did you ask me to think of a toy? I didn't, I, what I wanted you to do was fire up your imagination because, you see, as we get older, uh, we stop 
using our imagination, right? We don't, we, we don't, you know, when was the last time you, you, got, you got a car out and pretended you were driving it on the floor? You don't do it as an adult. You do it when you have kids. Because then, you know, when I sit down with, with especially with, with my daughters, when, when they were younger, you'd sit down and, and go, hello, how are you? And you start using your imagination with one of their toys. You know, it's all fun, you know. We yeah. just don't do that as, as an adult. So then the other thing, so your, your kids, how old are they now? Do you mind me asking? They are 11 and 12. So I know you, yeah, you, you probably wouldn't use hypnotism to, you know, get someone to kill someone. Does it help with getting them to sort of do the chores and stuff? Do you ever employ any of the techniques? My, my kids <laughs> won't let me. <laughs> they know, they know far too much. They've, they've seen too many videos. Oh. <laughs> They're like, no, nope, you're not doing that. <laughs> but every parent is, to, I mean, I don't have kids, but I've got a little sister who's 13. So I sort of saw her grow up and everything. And I, th- yeah. I suppose every parent is to an extent using their own manipulation techniques, however they can, because kids are unruly. They're just impossible. So you must have yeah. a little bit of an upper, upper hand on that stuff. Yeah, you just, you just have to start to think about things in terms of feelings, right? You yeah. know, you can, if, if a young person is feeling crap about something, it doesn't matter what you say to them. You know, you can say to them, buck yourself up, you know, stop being an idiot, stop being lazy. There's a reason why they're feeling crap. And, and if their subconscious is making them feel feel crap about something, then then they have to fight against that. Yeah. And and that makes them feel down. And 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 maybe they don't want to tidy the bedroom because, you know, they, what I'm saying is that there's always there's a lot of other issues going on. It's not yeah, it's not just a case of, you know, she don't want to do what I I'm asking her to do. It's the reasons why, isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah. And what about do? And I'm not going to ask about you specifically, but do hypnotists hypnotists in general um, use it to flirt, to chat up women? Are there techniques of the mind? There is. There is. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it depends. There's 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 people who are fairly unethical. I think mm. who probably do use it to their 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 advantage let's just say but we all do don't we um, we all you fancy a woman and it might not it might be in a very lovely way i'm not talking about sex or anything necessarily you might really really like someone and mm. we all use okay what's going to make her want to talk to me shall i not message for a few days or hours or whatever yeah. so if you've got this yeah. skill set yeah i mean i was i mean i was i i was on a stag do in yeah. <laughs> in bournemouth a few years ago yeah, uh, and I was I was there with with one of one of my best friends Ben and um, and there was a guy called Greg. It was his it it, it, it was his stag do, and we all ended up in Spearmint Rhinos. Oh my god! And um, which which of course is a it's it's a lap dancing club, right? And of course you know I was forced to go in there by sure. everybody else because 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 you have to follow the stag, right? I mean that's yeah. that's the rules. So yeah. we all went in and we sat down and. And it was it was a particularly quiet night. Um, it, it it was like a Thursday or something. I mean, it just wasn't busy. And and of course, all these girls are walking around just basically asking, you know, hello, who are you? What do you do? And of course, one of them comes up to me and says, you know, what do you what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a hypnotist. And she's like, really? And of course. You reach in your back pocket and you get out your card and, and you give her the card. She's like, oh my God, oh my God. Do you think you could hypnotize me? And I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and before I know it, she sits down and she goes, right, go on, hypnotize me. Because obviously these girls were just bored, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there just was nobody in this club at all. They were just bored. Uh, 
and I did I did a rapid induction on her, which is which is which is just a simple way of putting somebody into trance relatively quickly. And this, this is like so, it's like it's like a club atmosphere in the background, isn't it? It's like yeah, 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 I'm sort of imagining, yeah, right, yeah, completely. And uh, and literally, I I. I, I asked her to put her hands together and, and I stuck her hands together and then and then I then converted the hands together into a full trance. So I then okay. put her under. Was everyone so watching? Anyway, I, well, this is the thing. I'm I'm sat, I've got I've got Ben, Ben, Ben's kind of sat next to me on the other side, and and, the, and this girl's going through the thing. And, and I'm just seeing it as a bit of a challenge. I'm like, well, you know, can you hypnotize a, a woman in this sort of environment? You know, and anyway, the next thing she goes under, right? So so She's, she's literally slumped next to me. And of course, I'm immediately going into therapy mode going, you know, from now on, you're going to be more confident. You're going to feel great. You're going to yeah. get up in the morning. You're going to feel fantastic. And I'm chucking all this really good stuff into her, right? You know, to, to really make her feel good. And anyway, while I'm doing this, one of her friends walks over, looks over and, and sees this woman collapsed <laughs> next to me. Oh, and God. just turns round and and runs off in the other direction, you see. And of course, I bring her up at the end. Uh, literally, you know, I basically ask her to open her eyes. She opens her eyes, and she she's like, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" I was, I feel so positive, and so confident, really good. And I uh, and I went, "Okay, that's great." Well, I said, uh, "I'm just going to go and pop, pop pop to the toilet." So so I got up, went to the toilet, and anyway, I came back. And I remember coming back and, and Ben, my, my, my mate Ben grabs hold of me and says, Chris, we've got to go, we've got to go, they're looking for you. And I turn around and these two bouncers just picked me up and, and chucked me out of the back of the club. <laughs> and I remember that they were talking to me as, as they were dragging me out, basically going, you can't go around hypnotizing people like that. It's dangerous. Our insurance doesn't cover it and all this sort of stuff. But it was, yeah, the most funniest thing that's, that's ever happened if somebody wants to do something they will you know they'll do it she she really she may have spent the whole of her life thinking do you know what one day i'd really like to have somebody hypnotize me you know because i really want to see what it's like and it didn't matter the, the you know the the environment doesn't yeah. matter nothing mattered it was just yeah, yeah. she she wanted to, to do it and she did and and it was amazing, you know. It was incredible. Presumably, had it been a woman that you really fancied, you you could have said, uh, you know, from now on, you will really fancy anyone uh, called Chris or something. <laughs> but again, but again, there's ethics. Sure. But also, I'm not saying I would do that, but <laughs> but also, you're still trying to get somebody to do something that that they probably wouldn't do. So what I mean, okay. it's, you can't, you can't get somebody to do something that goes against, yeah. you know, their own morals, values, or beliefs. Right. But you see, if, for example, she'd really fancied Brad Pitt, I could have, if I've been unethical, I could have probably said to her, you know, when you open your eyes and you look at me, you're not going to see me, you're going to see Brad Pitt. Oh. And, and then she would have uh, been very excited about that. <laughs> you know? It's a powerful tool, isn't it? It's a scary it's, thing, but also very helpful thing. It's, 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 it's very helpful. I mean, you, the, the fun stuff is the fun stuff at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and the thing is, if we didn't, a lot of hypnotherapists don't want people to, to do the stage stuff, right? Because yes. they're kind of like, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing the stage stuff. But you see, my view on it is, if you didn't do any of the stage stuff, people wouldn't even know you existed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I've done a stage, I've done a stage show and somebody's come up to me, you know, afterwards and gone, 
do you know what? If you can get that person to believe they're an aerobics instructor, you can probably stop me smoking. You know, when can I come and see you? Yeah, it's a little bit like um, songwriters or at, like artists who who release a few pop songs that they don't really want to. Radiohead don't like Creep because it was too yeah. much of a poppy song. But if they if they didn't have that, people wouldn't have looked at their actual really artistic yeah. good stuff. Exactly. I've gone in the hour talking to you from yeah, I suppose seeing hypnotism as as like magic and performance and theatrics to seeing it as like a more of a scientific therapy kind of thing. So. So I think that, and I think that's the message you wanted to get across. Is that right? It's, it is, it is quite simply the bypass of that bit of your brain that stops you from accepting positive ideas and suggestions. If you're somebody who wakes up in the morning and spends the entire day telling themselves to do this and to do that, you know, then use hypnotherapy because you can, you can hammer those ideas into your head and then you'll yeah. wake up in the morning and that's exactly what you're going to do, you know? Yeah. And, and and that and that's the beauty of it you know um this is why this is why talk therapy long term in my opinion just doesn't work because you know talking about it isn't the answer you know having somebody ha- having somebody help you understand why you feel the way you feel just enables you to cope yeah. better on a daily basis what it doesn't do is fix the problem and, yeah. and that's my that's my issue with all of this. We need to start fixing people, not giving them ways of coping with how they feel. Yeah, you know. Yeah, cut it off at the source, I suppose. Well, exactly. I mean, if 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 you know, it's like it's like classic example. Somebody somebody feels a bit down, right? So they go to their doctor. Their doctor gives them a multiple choice questionnaire. They fill it in. And then he says, do you know what? You're depressed. It's a bit like giving them a sticker that says I'm depressed. And they stick it on their chest. He says, right, I'll give you a few pills and we'll see how we get on with those. Instead of doing that, if they'd just gone to see a competent competent hypnotherapist, they could have then maybe reframed the ideas that they were thinking and the bad stuff they were thinking and and turned them around. You know, it's I'm not saying it's a hundred percent like that all the time, but you know, once once you get a label and you start, you know, believing you're a certain way, you start to act that way. And, and and my view on antidepressants are that they just make you feel good about being depressed. They they don't stop you being depressed. I I don't I know I know people who are antidepressants, but none of them say to me, as long as I take these, I'm not depressed anymore. They're still depressed, but these pills just make them feel good about it. Some people feel happier. Yeah, but 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 the point is, they don't tell everybody they're not depressed. Yeah, do you see yeah. what I mean? They're still depressed. They just feel happier or feel better about being depressed, right? Some of the things you're saying, I think, uh, people would get upset by uh, or yeah. tri- triggered by, I guess, and they would say like, "No, I am this thing," and you know. The point I'm making is, I'm not saying nobody is depressed. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is, is that that everything we do. In, in our mental health support system is we just focus on helping people cope with being having a mental illness what we're not actually doing is 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 doing enough to actually remove the problem to actually fix the problem and one of the best ways in my opinion to access that subconscious and change the way it's making them feel is through the the use of suggestion yeah. and suggestion is a 
you know, it's 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 best done in my opinion using you know hypnotic techniques, hypnosis techniques. And if if you look on the NHS website, you know, if you look on stopping smoking, it will reference hypnotherapy at the bottom as one of the best ways to stop smoking. Uh, if you look on there uh, for depression, it will mm. it will talk about hypnotherapy. Yeah, they're quite happy to pr- promote all this. But the NHS won't even pay for somebody to have a session of it. It's a really strange thing, isn't it? Because people do do still see That's it. That's what's so crazy. They see it still, I guess, as magic, or they think of the Jungle Book or Aladdin or something. The the problem is, is there's no association between the hypnotherapy world and something which is deemed medical something which is you know cognitive Mm. behavioral therapy for example is tied in with psychology psychology is recognized it's 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 like do you know what i mean it's a whole different you know and and that's the thing it's you know hypnotherapy is still in this kind of world of alternative therapy and and basically if you can't afford to pay for it then you can't have it is it expensive it depends who you see and where you see them you know, mm. if 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 you're going to go see me at Harley Street, it'll cost you a lot of money. Whereas, you know, if if you came to see me in Oxfordshire, it it probably cost you, you know, a lot less. Yeah. Do you have an office um, in Harley Street? Yeah. So so it's the main cool. office is in Harley Street, which is on the website. And but but if if anybody wants to come to Oxfordshire, they can come to Oxfordshire for you know a lot less money because obviously we don't have to pay the extortionate <laughs> rates of being in London. Yeah. You know. and Harley Street in particular. Harley Street in particular but you see a lot of the celebrity clients I see w- wouldn't see me if I wasn't in Harley Street you know it's 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 got such a reputation you know every, every every one of these programs you see on telly like you know 10 years younger they're always going to see a Harley Street person it's always a Harley Street mm. dentist or, what was that fellow you know, called again, um I can make you loops thin um do you know what I mean Paul McKenna Paul, Paul McKenna yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you know him? Yeah. Do you hang out with other hypnotists? Do they know each other? <laughs> I, I, I do hang out with, with a few other hypnotists. I mean, you yeah. know, we, we do, we do get together. There are, there are little sort of get togethers and, you know, where everybody starts hypnotizing everybody else. It's quite oh. fun. <laughs> that does sound fun. Okay. I've got one last question. Uh, that I think I, I, it, yeah, it's what everyone asked first probably. And I wanted to ask it at the end just to be more mm. different. I don't know, mm. but, uh, what, why did you become a hypnotist? why uh, i kind of i kind of fell into it um so so at university we had a guy come in student union you know hypnotized a load of people and to be fair i watched that and just thought this is a load of shit i thought that my friends were just drunk they were just going along with what he was saying it was all crap it was all rubbish uh, but the idea of it just kind of bounced around in my head for like a few years. And it's one of those things where you kind of think, I really want to have a look and just, just spend some time on this, but I'm not quite ready yet, you know? And, um, and anyway, I, um, I met this guy and he stuck my hand to my face and just using suggestion. I remember having my hand on my side of my face. I couldn't get it off. I was laughing my head off thinking this is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> and of course, and of course I'm thinking to myself, I want to learn how to do this. This is really cool. Um, so I started to look into it. I, I came across a guy called Jerry Kine, uh, who's who's based in Fort Lauderdale in Florida. And I started doing some stuff that, that he'd been putting out and teaching and stuff like that. And um, I, I remember that it, it kind of got to a point where 
you'd learn all the basics and then suddenly you just you have to actually hypnotize somebody and it's like where do i find the first person to hypnotize because oh the mistake the, the mistake people make is they always like hypnotize like a family member of course this family member knows you've just been studying it for a bit and will just completely take the piss and won't do anything <laughs> to say and and, it, and it's a total waste of time and anyway i had this guy called kieran he used to come around and um mow my grass and i used to pay him a five he used to come around and mow the grass and I said to him, I said, do you fancy doing a bit of relaxation? Because I didn't want to use the word hypnosis because I didn't want to scare him. And he sat down and, and I went through the, the training that I'd been doing. And the next thing I know, he's, he's, he's kind of collapsed in the, the chair. And, and I kind of, I remember at that point just panicking and going, okay, once you've opened your eyes, opened his eyes, how are you? you you're, you're still alive. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, and then, and then the next time he came around, we did it again, and it became like something we just did, just just as a practice thing, because he really enjoyed it, because it de-stressed him. And and then I eventually then stuck his hand to his leg and sort of said, you know, you're going to count to three, you won't be able to put your hand up. And I remember him opening his eyes; he couldn't take his hand off his leg. It's the funniest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I've I, I've arrived. <laughs> That's the sort of feeling you get. And then he turned around to me and he said, um, he said, do you think you can stop me smoking? And I thought, yeah, why not? Let's have a go. So I, 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 had, I remember I had a look online. I, I found a basic stop smoking script kind of thing. And, and I literally sat him down and did this stop smoking session with him after he'd cut my grass, of course. Um, and, um, and I remember telling him at the end, I said, every time you see the color red, it's just going to remind you of all the reasons why you don't smoke anymore. And it turned out he smoked Marlboro, which was brilliant because oh, the Marlboro great. packet was bright red, right? So it meant that every time he got the fags out of his pocket, he'd look at them and go, no, I don't want to smoke anymore. <laughs> and that was it. And, and literally, he, he just stopped smoking uh, straight away. And, of course, he then told his friends. And then the next thing, one of his other friends then said, well, do you think you can stop me smoking as well? And, of course, it just kind of spreads. And, and, and I found it was so cool that you could actually – change some somebody for the better in such a short amount of time yeah that i just it just starts to build and then the next thing you know you've got people saying you know i'm suffering with anxiety do you think you did it with that and and it just kind of yeah it just kind of grew and um wow yeah that's kind of how it all started really i loved getting to do something quite fun there with the string and everything it was really interesting because I was almost telling myself, don't move the string how he was. I was really sort of pushing against it. And I suppose another part of my mind was saying, well, that's not going to make for a very interesting show or anything. But it was interesting uh, to see. Like, I, I really, I wasn't sure if I was imagining that I'd moved the string and and that it was it was something, some sort of mind control on his behalf. But I think it was just, you know, basic suggestion. Basic, I say basic. I probably couldn't get someone to do that. Um but it was impressive and it was, you know, it was only a very small thing, small example of what he can do. Um, it's not quite what I've seen him do on online and everything, you know, from curing people's fear of uh, spiders and, and making them quit smoking and that kind of thing. So a lot of fun and I'm starting to warm greatly to the idea of hypnotherapy. There are loads of things I think I'd like to get sorted, like being able to sleep well with a blocked nose. Uh, or better yet, to get rid of my fear of having an operation to clear my nose, because I'm supposed to have that, and I'm too scared to do anaesthetic. So one or the other, as long as I can sleep a bit better, 
at the moment. I'm just up all night talking to you. Both would be good options. The block nose sleeping or the, you know, general anesthetic. I don't want to do that. Um, might get in touch with him about it when I move back to the UK. I'm still living in Germany at the moment. Um, but again, look him up on Twitter, Hypnotist Chris, at Hypnotist Chris, or just just type Hypnotist Chris Hughes into Google to find his website and everything. My own new sexy website is andrewgoldpodcast.com, and that's where you'll find the video of him doing his hypnosis example on me, as well as on andrewgold underscore OK on Twitter and Instagram. Please remember, I work really hard on this podcast um, until whatever time it is right now in the morning for no money. It's a passion project and I love bringing these fascinating people to you. I hate when people start saying, so give me money, everyone give me money because uh, that's not how capitalism works, is it? But what I do ask, if you're using Apple, that is, if you're not, there's not much you can do. But if you're using Apple, that you leave a review. Um, and here's one from last week from Ren-BG. Don't know what that stands for. But I'm always worried that it, I'm, it make, I'm secretly being made to read out something rude. Ren BG. Ren, no, it's just Ren dash BG. Okay. Ren dash BG said, great listen, frequently interesting guests debating topical issues. But I can't argue with that. Thanks, Ren dash BG. I hope you enjoyed today's one too. Uh, and everyone, yeah, please do leave a little review. Tell me where you're listening from or a funny story about you that I can read out uh, or something like that because I want to know about the listeners. And I know, for example, that those of you who listen through Spotify are apparently collectively huge fans of Fleetwood Mac, Fleet Foxes, and the Deftones. I don't know who that last one is. And I'm surprised by the fleet of fleets for the first two. I'm not sure if just two can be a fleet, but but Fleetwood Mac and Fleet Foxes. Also the Beatles and Radiohead, but that's almost not worth adding, is it? I mean, everyone listens to the Beatles and Radiohead these days. Uh, anyway, thunder only happens when it's raining. I wish I could play the podcast out to that music, but I don't know about the copyright rules. I don't even know if I'd be able to sing it out. Not that that would be entertaining for anyone. Uh, but given what I know about you, you've probably listened to that song about 50 times a day. So that's enough. See you next week. No, not next week, even sooner, because I've got a Halloween special coming out Friday with none other than horror cartoonist David Firth, who made Salad Fingers, which you might know, very creepy, as well as countless other weird, gory, eerie cartoons that are sort of dark humour in their makeup. And you'll find uh, some of his stuff on BBC and on his website, Fat-Pi. Fat you'll either hate it or you'll love it. You're unlikely to just sort of... I don't think it's possible to watch a David Firth cartoon and go, meh, meh. So you'll either... You know, it's going to be a Marmite reaction. And I, I look forward to hearing it. So that's another thing. In your little reviews or if you get in touch with Twitter and stuff, I want to hear if it is your first time... Uh, giving David Firth a go I'd like to hear what you think because he's not for everyone which is a risky decision for a podcast choice actually but he's got a big following and everything on Twitter and I've been I've loved his stuff since I was a teenager at university and everything we used to all listen to it um, watch his stuff sorry uh, obsessively almost he's a, a genius I think so not overhyping him or anything but see you Friday <laughs>